finally, it has happened to me right in front of my face and I just cannot hide it. Hello, hello. This is the Vibe with Vic podcast. I'm your host, Vic, and welcome to my vibe. (laughs) Some of you are like, what is going on here? And I need to ask you, you know that song because it's a song. If you slow songs down and you just read the lyrics, then you know the song. It's 90s. So all my 90s crew out here, not the people born in the 90s. I'm talking about the people born in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s. You know what I'm talking about, C.C. Paniston. But I want to let you guys know it's a good day. It's a Friday and the lights are back on. You are so right. Uh, I got adjusted last week, everybody. Um, And it felt good. I mean, my back was really not trying to be adjusted because I was super tight. But the lights are back on with the neck. You know, my neck was out of place. And I say that because, you know, the last couple weeks I was, not last week, but the last, the weeks prior, I was a little bit slacking. So we're going to do double duty Judy this week when it comes to the good vibes portion of the pod, which is right about now. Now, some people don't like being adjusted and some people are scared to be adjusted, but I can honestly tell you it has changed my life. Completely. I actually used to get really bad migraines. And besides the car accidents that I've been in, that was plural. Um, but besides that, I used to really get migraines. And I went and saw Dr. Zach over at Apex Chiropractic, and he changed my life. He was the, he's literally, besides him and his partner, Dr. Steve, they are the only two chiropractors that have ever really been able to adjust me. And it's hard because, you know, I'm over here lifting good weights, you know, I'm over here bulky. I'm not, I'm really not, but I do have, um, I I would say a strong back, tight shoulders. You know, I wear all my stress up in the neck area, the shoulders area, the, um, upper ribs area or whatever. Um, but they adjust me well and, and, and it's amazing because life is good. And they have rehabilitated me after my car accident, my horrible car accident that one day I will share with you. But right now I'm not going to share with you. But besides that, if you are feeling like if you're having migraines, if you wear stress at the at the upper part of your body, literally, if you're having pain and you want to go get adjusted, go see these people. They are over here. They are in New Hope the 763 and you can go check out their website at www.apexthewellnessteam.com and apex is spelled a-p-e-x yes all right next up for good vibes now i'm loyal i'm loyal to my chiropractors and i'm also loyal to my esthetician And she not only was in the Star Tribune this past week, I've been with her since, let's see here, 
I think 2016, to be completely honest. And uh, she was with a big time, big place, don't really want to name it. And then she um, decided to get her own space, which a lot of people do now. You get your own space when you want to get your hair, you have your own booth or whatever. And it's amazing. And so... If you want your hair ripped off your body properly, fast, and clean and stream, you want to go see my girl. And her name is Karina, and she is and she owns the Wax Den located in Roseville, Minnesota. That's right, everybody. I still, like, I make the trail, the trek, all the way to Roseville, Minnesota to go see my girl because that's loyalty. Listen. When I'm loyal to you, I'll put the miles on the car for you. It's you, you got to find when you have and you find good people, you got to stick with them. So go check her out, thewaxdenmn.com. And I know summer's coming. We're going to be laying on the beach or y'all are just hopping on those flights and you're headed to a beach, right? You want to get that hair off your body? Go see my girl, Karina. She is amazing. All right. All right, well, we're already starting off real well, right? Amazing. So, again, you got some recommendations for me? You got some small businesses, some black-owned businesses, some diamonds in the rough? Minnesota, you hear me? Let me know. Comments, suggestions, hit me up, IG, Vibe with Vic Pod. I'm there for you. DMs check ya. All right, so let's move forward. We have the pop culture vibe section of um of the pod, and it it it's been kind of I feel like it's been a slow week, but there's a lot been going on, and maybe it's just because I had a real bad headache on Monday, and that was it's what we call an exercise induced headache because I was going so hard at the gym. Now you guys are all going to hear about my gym stories. Aren't you excited? Probably not, but who cares? Um, so in saying that, so I didn't really notice a lot going on this week because I was too busy trying to live. Okay. Anyway, so pop culture vibe. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial is going on. It sounds like Amber's about to lose this joint. Uh, at first, it seemed like Johnny was going to lose this joint, but now it seems that Amber is full of lies full of those lies next up we have the uh, kardashian versus black china trial that's going on black china is a thirst trap she is hasn't been right since the word geo go and uh i don't know just a lot of sketchiness in here i mean her behavior has been sketchy since the word go but anyways Moving on, we have Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. They drink each other's blood. Gross. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, is this a Billy Bob Thornton or uh, Angelie Jolie type thing again? Who cares? We're soulmates. Drink my blood. I don't care if we're soulmates or not. You can keep your blood. I will give my blood to the Memorial Blood Center, but that's about it. Okay. Next up. A lot of you, a couple of you reached out to me and told me that BravoCon is on. I know it's on. Them tickets are expensive. So, am I thinking about going? Kind of. 
maybe, sort of, but I haven't made my mind up yet. You know, I got goals this year and I'm not quite sure if BravoCon is going to be a part of those goals. You know what I mean? Um, next up, we have the Real Housewives of Atlanta, which is starting this week, and I'm so excited. You do not understand. It's like the flip. We're all going to be going through like a season's change, but on reality TV. Anyways, uh, they all did their promo. Like the housewives bankrolled the promo. So we'll be seeing the fully funded promo in the next upcoming days. I don't, I haven't seen really anything yet. I've seen the taglines be dropped on the socials, but that's about it. Um, Besides Atlanta, we're going to move on over to Real Housewives of New York. So, bad news bears. The producers are having a, just a hard time trying to find a diverse group of ladies that want to join. Are we surprised? Not really. And like, let's be completely honest and clear. How many people would really want to join a cast with Ramona. I mean, she's not exactly the most educated person. I mean, she's not, she's not dumb like Teresa, but she's just annoying as all fuck. So um, not surprised. Will Real Housewives of New York air again? Yes, it will, because they just told us they're making a legacy one. When will it air? Nobody knows. And right now, to be honest, I don't care. I think I would be happier to hear if Bethany was coming back. I loved her. She's over it. So, and I love Dolores. Not Dolores. Dorinda? What is wrong with me? Um, so I love Dorinda. I miss her. Um, even though that I called her Dolores. So I so apologize. Um, moving on. So, um, yeah. A lot of you out here are... All about the selling sunset, huh? Like, there's just a lot of tea being dropped about the new season, about outside the season. And I have never, do not come at me. I do, I have never been able to get into it. If somebody can please slide into my DMs and tell me, give me the best episode you have ever watched that you think that would make me watch an entire season, I'm ready for it. I'm 100% ready for it. I'm ready, like, let me know. Because the first episode of the first season ain't doing it for me. Y'all are calling it Selling Sunset. And what are they selling? From what I'm hearing, not much. So, and I get it. It's all about the drama. So, okay. Send me, slide in my DMs, and let me know what is the most dramatic episode you have ever watched to get me attached. That is your challenge for the week. All right, uh, next up, Olivia Wilde. Uh, does anybody remember her? Nothing's really, I remember her, but I can't think of something that's really off the top of my head to make you guys familiar with it. But I know you guys know her baby daddy, Jason Sudeikis, Mr. Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah, he, he is here for the shits. Um, he served her page, papers on stage. That's right. He said, here's your custody papers, ho. Play with me. And uh, that's all I know about that one. Um, 
I didn't really dig deep into that one. I don't think I'm going to. I think I heard it's really messy, but it's not that messy for me to like, oh my God, I need to go watch it. All right, next up, we're going to go over show updates. And the only show update that I have for you is dun, 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 dun. The Ozarks have been dropped today. Yes, part two, um, which means I have a lot of watching to do because this is like, this is it, you guys. This is it. I have not watched part one of season four yet because I don't like to be teased. Okay, I don't. We're, what what are we? Elementary school? No, I don't like to be teased. And I will not allow Netflix to tease me. Even though they tease me with Ultimatum. They sure did. I'll come back for that tease. But for this, eh, I needed to wait because I get so attached to things. And I know some of you understand what I'm talking about. When you binge something, you binge it hard. Like, it's like you lose sleep on it. It's like, do I have a job in the morning? <laughs> No, like I need to watch this next episode. So that's how I feel Ozarks is for me. So I'm, am I going to watch it this weekend? If it rains all day, I will, which they're saying it will. And I don't want to talk about it because these April showers, honey, these May flowers better be around the corner because I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. Okay. All right. That's it for show updates. Um, my rant of the week, you guys. Are you ready for this one? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Those are so lame. Dun, 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 dun. I, don't have a, I don't have a rant for you this week. I know. I know. I told you guys it was a good week. I don't have a fever. I promise you. But uh, I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to flip it. Ain't going to be a rant for this week, but I'm going to tell you that I'm very accomplished. I actually called um, my, um, what do we call those people? You know when you go to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and you have uh, your sponsor? I have a food sponsor. She's my best friend. Um, so I told her, no, I'm not, not about Alcoholics Anonymous. This is literally about food sponsor because I'm addicted to food. Um, I reached out to my best friend and uh, was my sponsor and I told her that I I haven't been to McDonald's this whole week you guys me and McDonald's mm -mm, I haven't seen it haven't tasted not one salty fry I haven't tasted not one sip of some orange high C not that fresh sweet tea I have not not one chicken nugget not one number two in the morning and not one number nine in the evening. No pickle, no onion on that double cheeseburger. Let me tell you guys something. I'm addicted and it's real, but I haven't. I haven't had McDonald's. I haven't taken that hard left and I haven't had any gourmet craft macaroni and cheese for about three young weeks, you guys. This is when you know that my body is under construction and shit is getting real. Summer's around the corner and these Levi shorts, I will be wearing them. Trust and believe I will be wearing those. So that is it, you guys. For Not for the show, but we're going to come back and we are, this, this is going to be a little bit different. I'm not recapping the show like I normally do. This whole episode about the shows is going to be about thoughts and less about recapping. So stay tuned. 
I just want to know, how many of you thought that when I was like thoughts, T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S, or did you think I was talking about thoughts, T-H-O-T, that hoe over there? Nobody? Because <laughs> it sounded like it for like, okay, <laughs> I'm telling you. When you start working out, these dolphins, endorphins start really working for you. Like you're just happy for no reason. Even when the weather outside is trying to get you down, just hop on that elliptical, that treadmill. Just go for a walk. Get them dolphins going. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so we're going to start off with the Kardashians. Listen, there's not much to tell. It's really Kimmy's show. Um, really great cameras, by the way. Um, we all wish that other shows had filters like the Kardashians do, right? Like, Because those filters are real. And they make an ugly person look beautiful. Okay, so take that how you want it. Uh, this episode basically was just surrounded and circled around Kimmy, Chloe, and Courtney with Chris, you know, sprinkling her wisdom on all of them. Um, not much to say. I mean, Chloe has anxiety and she needs therapy. And we all knew that she needed therapy because when you give your baby daddy that many passes I don't even think that there's a couch big enough for her right now I think there's maybe a California king or an oversized couch that she needs to lay on for that person but that's you know I don't know so this episode she's a guest she's going to be a guest again on the James Corden show and uh she said, this shit used to be fun, like social media and all that stuff. And I'm like, but you're still on my television. So it's just so fun. You're still, you know, it's just so ugh, horrible that you're still cashing that check, boo. But I'm still watching. So I'm helping. I'm helping the movement. And we're both hypocrites. And I, that's just how it is. But I will, I'll give her this. She is being real and honest with about 85% of her life. The 15% of it, and it's about Tristan, and she's not really being honest with herself. So, I don't know. She says Malika and Tristan ground her. Um, no. Malika grounds you. Tristan drives you insane. There's no way that guy can ground you. There's no way. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. There's this. He has to stress her the fuck out. Like, honestly, with all the cheating, it has to be. But I, I will give it to Chloe. She really does. Um, she's really nice to essential workers because her mom honestly didn't give a whole hot fuck about being mean to the driver of their black Uber um, at all. When, you know, she's like, get out of the car. We have something to roll up the windows, close the trunk. Okay, Chris, you can say it nicer. We get it. And it was just only for what, you know, Travis to tell everybody he's going to propose to Courtney, which is really cute. Like they're cute. Courtney's happy for the first time in all the years of her 
actually filming, she looks legitimately happy. And I'm not even negating from the fact that she has had kids. She's happy in those moments, but just filming, she really has not been happy. So it's nice. I love seeing her in love. We've established that last week, right? Okay. My problem is this. My problem is if you're going to be looking for new houses, if you're going to be looking for new houses, the owners of the house that you're looking at don't need your juices or any of that all over their stuff because you and Travis want to bone any and everywhere. There is a time and a place for it. And I get it. We get it. It's it's not new for her kids to see her happy in love, um, physical touching her like what like I we get it. Again, time and a place. But I will say this. I did feel bad for her. You know, her and Travis want to have a baby and you know, I've never been through IVF. I know some people have been through IVF and I hear it's not easy. And so for her to share that IVF actually pushed her into menopause, like I felt for her. I haven't had a child. I hope to have a child. If that does not happen and then it doesn't happen, it wasn't for me. But IVF, it doesn't, I hear it's really expensive and I hear the hormones are out of control. And if my hormones get any more out of control than they already are, we are going to have some problems. Okay. So anyways, um, that was one thing. And then it's Kimmy's show. We're still on the path to her and the baby bar and the SNL and everything behind the scenes that have to do it. I will say I really do appreciate um, Amy Schumer to try to tell her to like, we don't need to talk about the sex tape, right? We're, we're kind of over it. Even though it kind of came up again, we're over it. So move on, Kimmy, and everybody will be happy. Um, that's pretty much what I have for it. You know, Kendall's still pregnant. No, not Kendall. Kylie's still pregnant, but she didn't show her face. And Kendall, she just, uh, well, nobody cares. So, uh, yeah, I did. I'm going to move forward from Kardashians. That's pretty much it from them. Uh, I haven't watched this week's episode. So every time I record these, I'm going to be like a week behind with the Kardashians because I don't have enough time I know you guys are like, what do you mean you don't have enough time? I thought, I thought you make time. Right. But lately, I haven't had enough time. I have other obligations, you guys. Like, okay. Um, so we're going to be a week behind with that. I hope that is okay. I feel like it should be okay because some people watch things over the weekend. Let me know. But that's just how I'm flowing. Um, next up, I watched Karen's Grand Dame reunion. And what I have to say about that is like, History, family history is something different um, because it hits home. And if I think about my family history, I only know it from a point. Do I want to do the 23 Me? Yes. Do my parents want me to do the 23 Me? No. Um, and even if my dad didn't even want to admit that I, I'm his daughter, I kind of look like him. So I'm not worried about that. But learning about your heritage and learning about where your roots come from is something that I think everybody should deep dive um, in. And with Karen's whole family, 
and the farm and how it came about. I mean, it was it was like plantation into slavery. It it they are deep roots there. And they are doing whatever they can to keep it within the family because the family did whatever they could to um secure it. And so with this whole succession plan that is the main point of this family reunion to figure it out. Um, it's very interesting to go through these things with Karen. It's nice to see Karen in a different light, even though she has sprinkled a little bit of her past in every single, I would say, season of Potomac. Um, and they flash back to it, which is really great. So, yeah, that's all I have for Karen's Grand Dame reunion. I'm going to continue to watch. I think they changed the music around a little bit. Somebody must have called them from HBO with Succession and was like, you better change a tune or two or uh, we're going to send them papers. So, yeah, um, I'm going to take a slight break and then we're going to come back and we're going to the Hamptons, everybody, for I think the second to the last time. Actually, this might be the third to the last time because I'm still going to go over the reunion. So stay tuned. So I can honestly tell you. So sometimes when I'm thinking about like what I'm going to record or whatever, I don't know. It could be, and it's not even like what I'm going to record or what I'm going to talk about. But sometimes I have these like wild thoughts about characters. And they're not really characters. They're cast members. This is their real life because this is reality television, right? And I'm saying that to you right now because I had one um, a couple of days ago about Kyle and Amanda. So, I told you, it's going to be about thoughts. Not whole thoughts, but, you know, regular, regular thoughts. But not really, because you're going to be like, what? So, anyway, Summer House, this is, this is Labor Day weekend. This is the last official weekend in the house um, before Kyle and Amanda's wedding. So, um, Literally, we started the season with Kyle and Amanda arguing, and we're ending the main season before their wedding with what? An argument. So, of course, we leave off at the restaurant where Kyle's walking off after he apologizes to the table, and Amanda just, like, digs right back into him. So, here's my thought. I can see why... Kyle gets so upset. I mean, he handles majority of the work. Amanda does the graphic design, which helps his company slash their company immensely, except for the lawsuits that are now settled having to do with the name and the logo, which were going on when he was having this complete breakdown. Okay. But besides that, which, again, I'm not trying to discredit Amanda. I really don't want people to think I'm trying to discredit her. Okay. So think of it as like, let's like, oh, look at the bigger picture. Okay. Ride this wave with me. Besides the graphic design, what does Amanda do? I mean, if you're looking at the whole picture, and that can be, you know, like she doesn't do much. Okay. Like she literally doesn't do much. And that could be from the fact she comes from a family that took care of her. 
meaning like her father is literally the head of the household. So here's my theory. And of course, there's psychology around this. You marry someone who resembles your father's characteristics. We don't know if Amanda's father drinks like Kyle, but he sure the fuck bosses up and took care of his whole family financially. We know this because last episode, they were talking about like all the things he was doing, the roles in the family between him and like Amanda's mom and him, right? So, I mean, that's what Amanda has seen all her life. So why wouldn't she expect that out of a life partner? I mean, think about it. Kyle's a little different. I mean, he wants to still be head of household, but wants more balance. And like, who can blame him? He's, and we don't know how emotional Amanda's father is. And we'll never know that because he doesn't exploit his life like that and whatever. But you know that he's like, like the dude bosses up. Like, I wouldn't really want to mess with him when it comes to things. He seems like he has his shit together 100%. But Kyle's like a little bit more emotional and he can't handle the stress. Like he literally, how he handles stress, that's that's the better way of saying it. How Kyle handles stress is different. Like he bottles it up inside and then when, and he drinks a lot because of it. And I'm not quite sure if he drinks like this when the cameras aren't rolling, but when the cameras are rolling and a lot of things are going on with the company, he tends to bottle things up, drink a lot, and then his mouth goes running and he just gets himself in, in a lot of trouble. So that's my small and short theory on why Amanda expects so much from Kyle, but then it does seem like their relationship, they don't seem to have roles. And I think even in relationships that I've had in the past that didn't work out, if you don't have roles, then what are you doing? Especially when you live together, you know, you should be knowing this is person is this is responsible. This person is responsible for so-and-so and I'm responsible for that. And then sometimes we, you know, in the middle, does it work out like that? Don't ask me. I'm not in a relationship. I always want to be in a relationship, but I haven't made it there yet, right? But my friends who are in relationships, marriages, all that stuff, I'm pretty sure some of you will agree with this and some of you will be like, okay, and what? there's a lot of layers to it, okay? But that's my theory on like how and why Amanda kind of, you know, acts the way that she does. Now, I'm going to go through the thoughts that I had when I was literally watching in this um, episode. So when Kyle's having his big like breakdown, I'm leaving, I'm going and crying to Carlito about like everything that's going on and all the things that he's feeling. And when Sierra was like, you can tell his parents never beat his ass. I Let me tell you something. <laughs> I felt that one. I felt that. I was like, yep, you sometimes do know whose kids were um, hit by a belt and who wasn't. So, um, and, and we don't need to go into that. <laughs> Next up, uh, the evolution of Carlito and Lindsay. I mean, it's cute from the notes and the sweet comments to each other. I honestly think that Kyle has had these feelings for Lindsay for quite some time. And he like basically slid in for the W when he knew the time was right. Carlito is sober. Daddy's sober. 
knows when to go. He's not fogged up like he used to be. And, you know, it's it's really interesting watching the flashbacks of Carl. He just looks so healthy now. And it's just such a great thing to see. Um, I did love how Craig surprised Paige for prom. That was super cute. I've always been a fan of Craig. And hopefully I'll always be a fan of Craig and, and Paige as well. Um, I thought Danielle's dress was by far the best dress of all the girls in their prom. Her dress was just different. And, and it was hello yellow. And I can't say no to yellow. Nope. Can't say no. I love it. I just think everyone looked amazing. Uh, Lindsay's Halle Berry dress. I mean, I I remember it being brown, but I don't know about those lenses on that camera. You know what I'm saying? They It looked black. But I remember Hallie's looking brown. Y'all let me know. Um, Alex. Oh, Alex. You know, Alex finally, his ball's dropping and him actually asking Sierra to prom. It was cute, you know. Even though they have zero chemistry, it, it was cute. And so I'll give him that. You know, the cutoffs and stuff looking like... What movie did he look like? Did he look like a little uh, Sweet 16... Or did he <laughs> look like pretty in pink? I'm just kidding. Uh, when Luke said that he was getting lit, um, I was like, wow, wow, Luke, your accent really kind of came out. So I'm not even going to scream at that. But when Andrea screams, I listen. I mean, who doesn't scream? I mean, who doesn't listen? I mean, <laughs> I totally didn't even mean that. And it totally came off like that. Anyways. Um, everybody's like personality came out in this episode. Maya yelling at, um, people who were talking about Oliver and what he was wearing to the prom. She's like, leave him alone. I was like, okay, girl, let him know. That's your man. I loved it. Um, and then, you know, we're back at the Kyle and Amanda prenup conversation. I'm so exhausted of it. But again, like Amanda doesn't want a prenup. And if you want to convince Kyle why you don't want a prenup, then you might want to do some due diligence on why you don't want a prenup. Like, it doesn't take that much to Google why, like, everything that has to do with a prenup and why you don't want it. And honestly, I just, I don't even know. Like, I'm just, I'm happy that the wedding is next weekend. I'm happy that, uh, am I sad that Summer House is ending? Yeah, it was a long it was a long season and it was a great season and I'm interested to see how this wedding like you know makes everything full circle so um I love it so okay let's leave the Hamptons and let's head to the Jernash stay tuned so I'll say this Jernash Jersey in Nashville. You know, last week I went on a long rant about Teresa, and this week it may somewhat continue because I have some more thoughts that are evolving. But first things first, I'm the realist. I'm just kidding. Um, a short recap I feel like Jersey was super short this year. And the fact that they ended the season on a cast trip was weird to me. I don't feel any other season really ends on a tri a cast trip. I may be wrong. If I am, you know where to find me. 
let me know because I feel like so many things go on in every single season that I it just seems like things just merge um like a zipper I'm just kidding like you see what I just did there like a zipper I'm just kidding anyways um you know before I really get into my thoughts I just want to know why was Tiki on the show Tiki why were you on the show I mean you worked every damn time I mean you said something very interesting at the guys dinner right like you showed your face you made your stamp and then after that you're like guys deuces like I gotta go I gotta be over here making some coin um maybe he's chasing the uh the lady that showed up at uh the Nashville <laughs> house because uh, the way he looked at her he looked at her like she was an appetizer entree and dessert and it didn't look like Tracy okay and let's move forward I d and honestly I don't even understand why Tracy was on she kind of looked like she was um, what do we say here checked out at Hattie B's that's how I felt I don't know uh, thank you Melissa for trying to bring your friend on here she really didn't make a stamp on anybody certainly not myself I haven't heard really any of my friends talk about Tracy so if my friends aren't talking about Tracy I don't think your friends are talking about Tracy either and I think that's that says a lot and will she get a contract next year mm, I gotta do a deeper dive into that one if she will because I know they're going over contracts right now and you know they always say something's big's happening okay let me know drop the news drop the tea honey drop it okay so let's move forward so you know here's my thing with with not Melissa with Teresa when she talks about nobody talks about my boyfriend my boyfriend are we 12 like she literally has a mind of a 12 year old and it's just exhausting sometimes can Louis stand up for himself yes but I think if Louis really stood up for himself I think he would get a domestic on him it's in him you guys it's it's in him and it's coming through the through the episode um next up I, I you know what why does Jen go so gung-ho for these are basically questions I have why does Jen go so gung-ho for Teresa? I mean, yeah, Teresa's been there for Jen, but I don't understand why Jen literally will do anything and everything. Every single sentence has to be about just apologize and take accountability. Like Jen goes after Marge about accountability and does Marge necessarily take accountability every single time? No. But is Marge have that self-reflection in her that she knows when to apologize, when she knows when to call somebody up? Like, Teresa doesn't know that, nor does she fucking care. I just, ugh, it drives me insane. Um, in Melissa's confessional, she talked about Marge's delivery, about the rumors, um, and how... You know, it's not about, it's Marge's delivery. It's about the tone, how she said it, and how she delivered it to Teresa. Does Teresa know the difference of tone? No. I mean, either way, saying Louis's name is a trigger. Okay, here's a thought. Saying Louis's name is a trigger. Is it a trigger because of the cameras? 
because Teresa knows all the bad business dealings Louis is involved in and will do whatever possible for those not to come to light like they did with Joe. Like that's, I think the abuse allegations are a little bit different, but his business is where the money comes from. And I think I've said this previously, there's no way people are still out here buying Teresa's cookbooks. If you are, why? <laughs> what are they labeled? It's not a Betty Crocker. Okay? It, don't. Don't. Betty Crockers are, are old-fashioned, and even them, they're going away too. We have too many cooking bloggers out here doing different things with new things that they're like, oh my God, I need to go out here and buy a cookbook. Let me go buy Teresa's cookbook. There's nobody out here saying that. I just can't. Um, when they went to Hattie B's, the chicken challenge was cute. But again, Teresa acts like a, a child with a minor temper tantrum. And she's just like, we clear the air when I clear the air. Now, here's a thought. Every single franchise has a queen bee attached to it, right? We knew when Nini was being a little bit, she was getting too big. Like things were going to her head. The fame was going to her head. Um, when Vicky, when things were going to her head, I'm the OG. I created this. This would be nothing without her. We get it. How many times do you have to repeat it? Teresa is getting that way. It She really is. And it's just like, it's who told you whatever you say goes. And this is where I don't know, and I haven't done a deeper dive on it, on what happens when it comes to the contracts. Does Andy call up Teresa and say, hey, who would you like on the show, right? Like, sometimes I think when it comes to certain people's contracts, he does, but not everybody's contracts because you still have to bring the drama, right? Um, but yeah, Teresa's in this, like, she has this cloud um, over her. I mean, she's an idiot besides that cloud, but she has this thing about her with like what she says, go, I'm going to tell Melissa what to do. And Melissa's going to, going to do whatever I say, right? Everybody's going to fall in line. Dolores is going to fall in line. Jackie's not going to really challenge me to a point because I'll knock her out. Like those are the things that Teresa, she's a straight bully and the shit's getting a little bit annoying. Like, we need to put your ass on ice, okay? We need to put your ass on ice so that you understand that the over a million dollars, I think she gets paid like $2 million from being a housewife. That's where a majority of your coin is coming from. So if we snatch that check away from you, honey, have you invested enough to take care of all the things that you're getting with that coin? That's a real good question, okay? I think the other thing that bothers Teresa a lot is the fact that Marge is the truth serum that Teresa isn't ready for. She's never been ready for that truth serum. When Marge mentioned how Jen and Dolores lower their standards for her, someone should have walked past Teresa and lifted her mouth shut because, honey, that jaw was dropped. She could not believe that Marge had actually said that to her. And I think, I don't know, I think the light bulb was flickering. It had to be flickering because she was like, what? She's annoying. She's truly annoying. Like, I just, <sighs> we watch the stuff. I get excited for Jersey to come back. I love watching the Jersey girls or whatever. But 
It's about loyalty. I'm big on loyalty. Like I talk and discuss it in Summer House with the whole Danielle and, and Lindsay situation where it's not balanced. It's not balanced when it comes to Teresa and the rest of the girls. And if somebody thinks it is, listen, I'll debate all day about it. But um, I honestly do feel like the pressure is getting to Louie. I mean, his skin is burning and begging for some aloe lotion. The dude is like red. He just keeps getting redder. Even the white shirt is reflecting off of him. And we, we don't even need you to wear a black shirt, a white shirt. We need you to wear like an all like a body cover. I just need you to take care of your skin, Louie. There is no way that your skin is healthy. Now, I'm going to end with this other thing. And I know some of you already know this information, but I told you this is about thoughts. Do we want to know why Dolores is so even keeled when it comes to Teresa? Like she's just so, that's Teresa we're not her parents. We can't tell her what to do. She's an adult. She's a big girl. I 150,000% understand that where she's coming from. But they've been, they're just such great friends from childhood, right? I mean, but Dolo didn't get invited to Teresa's engagement party with the reason being it was only meant for couples who had hung out with Teresa and Louie. Let me tell you something, you guys. I have been single like a Pringle for a good moment. And if my so-called best friend did not invite me to the engagement party because I didn't have a significant other, that would piss me off. That shouldn't matter. Why do you need couples? So I had this thought. I'm like losing my voice as I talk to this because I haven't taken something to drink. But anyways, um, I think that Teresa becomes a little bitter after a while, right? Now, Dolores is really good friends with Caroline, Caroline Manzo. And Teresa is really good friends with Dina Manzo. And Dina and Caroline... I don't I I don't think that they talk often. I don't think that they talk at all. And I could be wrong, but I think the last time I heard they're still really not on like speaking terms. I'm pretty sure one of my friends will let me know that that is right or wrong or indifferent and I welcome that. But I feel like there's a lot there's a lot of lines of loyalty. And I honestly think Dolores keeps quiet due to that. I think she takes the high road because she knows a lot. Um, and, you know, she's getting bankrolled from the show as well. And watching the Watch What Happens Live and listening to the podcast between Tamara and Teddy, you learn more about Dolores and how she had a chance to be on season one and she didn't take the op- up the opportunity. And um, how she just, they're not talking right now. like Teresa and Dolores are not talking right now and I feel like Dolores is at a level of unbothered that she's just like I live my life I have my kids I'm happy in my relationship right now and I just there's just so many things about Dolores that I love 
but this one part about her and the fact that she never stands up for Teresa. She only goes a little bit in and then she falls back because I don't know. And I don't think a lot of people know and literally talk about it with one of my friends. And I'm like, we don't get it. We just don't get it. So if somebody can bring their insight to this, to me, and let me know what your thoughts on this, on why Dolores is just so even keeled with Teresa, that would, um, I would love to have a discussion about it. I would love to have a discussion about it. But like I said, this seemed like a short season. I feel like we blinked. I don't even know what episode this one is on. Um, we've all seen the previews of the reunion. They are very explosive. Um, somebody gets called to see you next Tuesday and not the type that's like, hey girl, see you next Tuesday. It's the C-U-N-T. You know how people don't like saying that word. Cunt, 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 cunt. <laughs> Even though that I just said it. So that's all I have, you guys. That's all. That's it. This is it for the, for this week's episode. Um, I gave you a little bit tidbits. I think, I don't know what it is. I think I'm a little bit ready for the seasons to change. We have Atlanta coming up. Um, what do we got here? We got Atlanta. We got Beverly Hills. We got Love in Atlanta. Love on or Love in Atlanta. I still have to do a little bit of digging on that, but I'm a little bit excited about that too. In the meantime, I'm still watching Temptation Island. I'm finishing off Married at First Sight. Um, teen Mom, I've kind of drifted a little bit away from that. Um, and then Dubai starts in June. It's going to be a hot summer, you guys, and I hope these documentaries keep coming. I did see there's a documentary on Netflix with Marilyn Monroe. I I will be watching. You like how I said I I will be watching. Okay. But other than that, you guys, I hope y'all enjoyed vibing with me. Make sure to tell your friends who love reality TV and random-ish to hop on the vibe with Vic Train. And if you haven't already, leave a rating on either Apple or Spotify's platform. Either way, I appreciate you all immensely. Until next time, stay classy. 